Hello, my name is Maria, and I'd like to welcome you to In the Word with Maria. This is a podcast where we explore the Word of God, and since the Bible is a life book, let us get familiar with the verses that are within it and apply them into our own lives, all the while we grow in relationship with God. Let's do this together. Hello, thank you so much for joining me today. Today's going to be a little bit different. Today, I'm going to share with you my testimony. I think it's only right that you get to know who the voice is behind this podcast and who I am and how I came to the Lord and just how much God has done for me and how good he's been to me. His grace and his mercy um, have been extended over me. And I think it's right that you get to know me. And um, so just to kind of get started, the reason why this podcast is up and I began this podcast was uh, from a a word that I, um, a prophetic word from Prophet Michael Dalton. I had been listening to his Wednesday words and I had been attending his Bible studies online. And one day he released a prophetic word that uh, it was time for us to put in the ground that seed that uh, God was ready to bless. And so whatever that was, uh, that was related to our creativity for us to do it ASAP uh, because God was ready to bless it between that time and October of 2021. So when he said that, I had already been pondering about starting a podcast so I could share my recordings. So I had been a part of a prayer line uh, with the church I was attending at, and uh, I would go on ever, every couple of weeks or so, and I had been recording those prayer calls um, where I would share a little bit of the word and some, some of you've heard here already. And so I was thinking, you know, I need to find a place where I can put these and I can reach a broader audience and I can get to more people with it. Um, so I should start a podcast. Well, that was just an idea uh, at that time until Micah Dalton gave that word. And I thought, you know what, that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to put. Uh, that's the seed I'm going to put in the ground. And so uh, you know, he was very clear that it didn't have to be perfect. It didn't have to be the final product because it was a seed. You know, it was just something that we had to take by faith and do. And so that's where this podcast began. And the episodes that you have already uh, heard or that are already up, that's where they were born. That's where they came from. Now, since then, I have uh, left the church that I was uh, uh, in the prayer line with. And I'm now a member of a new church. Um, and so there was a little pause there where I wasn't sure if I should continue or not, since I didn't have any, any, uh, any other recordings, uh, any new recordings or, you know, what I should do. I was just uncertain. Um, but I felt a strong push from the Lord that I should continue. And even if it was create something fresh, um, for my podcast listeners. And, uh, so that's what I'm doing here today. And so that's a little background on where the podcast began. And, um, so now to share my testimony with you. As you know, my name is Maria, and uh, I came to the Lord first when I was 18 years old. Um, life got a little hectic and complicated for me soon after that. Um, I had joined the military, and then I got married. Um, so my first marriage was very um, abusive. There was a lot of infidelity, and um, it was just toxic. And so it ended soon after it began. I was only married about three years or so. And um, it was during that time that I separated and I stopped 
um, my faith was very weak. And so I stopped going to church. I had been going to church back home at the church where I was saved every time I would go visit uh, or I would go on leave. Um, but once my divorce happened, I just quit completely. And I never stopped believing in God, that's for sure. And I never, um, you know, stopped believing he was real or that he was capable. I just, my faith took a huge blow. And so I walked away and I never looked back. Well, I can't say never because here I am, right? But I didn't look back for a long time. Um, soon, uh, I don't know, maybe a couple a couple years after my divorce, I um, remarried. And so that's what I'm married to now. And I have a wonderful marriage. And we've been married for 15 years. We have two kids together. And I can say absolutely that I believe that that is who he is, who God created for me and I for him. And uh, we have been very blessed. Like every marriage, we have our ups and downs, of course. Not going to sugarcoat that. But best of all, I think we've had more ups than we have had downs. And praise God for that. Um, however, after I married him, that was not a prompt for me to say, okay, I'm going to go back and I'm going to start going to church now and, and like seek the Lord. I just stayed a prodigal. Um, and so, like I said, I never stopped believing in, in God. I never stopped thinking that he was sufficient, that he was, that he was good and that he was there. Um, I just was not in relationship with him and I was not going to church either. I was though, um, implementing all these other faith systems into my faith. Uh, so I primarily was doing new age stuff. Um, I had started seeing psychics. I had started seeing, uh, oracle readers and um i had just that's just the route i was taking and before i knew it i was practicing new age or divination um and uh it really uh it really took off in uh 2015 in 2015 i joined a multi-level marketing company and there is um personal development that is encouraged um you know you really just work on yourself and you work on becoming a better person um, which even that saying that now that I'm a believer, that just sounds so crazy because ain't nobody good all by themselves. You know what I mean? We need Jesus. And so this, uh, personal development, when it becomes too personal and you leave God out of it, you end up astray like I did. And so I had no discernment. Um, and before I knew it, I was, you know, reading all these um, world philosophies on life and, and different belief systems from different religions. So I had everything blended up in there like um, like a big old capirotada that we say in Mexico. This, it was just one big mess. I didn't know that at the time, though. I was certain that was real and that's how it was, that we could love God and, and know God and uh, be children of God all the while, you know, practicing all these other crazy things. Um, so that happened around 2015. Also around that same time, I became diagnosed with hypothyroidism. And um, I that made me go even deeper into the new age because I believe that there was something that I could do to heal myself. And I'm not saying by any means that self-care and natural remedies and things at home don't work, but I was, that's not where I was going. I had started, um, uh, well, I was already doing yoga, but I started practicing um, a lot of meditation and chanting and, and ch chakra alignment uh, meditations. I even uh, was doing hypnosis. 
And um, I had started buying crystals and I was charging them with the quote unquote energy of the moon um, so that I could, you know, put them on my body while I meditated. And somehow that was supposed to align my chakras. And at that time, I really believed in that. I thought that was how it worked. And um, I never stopped going to the to the Oracle card readers. And I was even going to like Facebook live events where there was crystal ball, um, looking into crystal balls and, and the 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 psychic, the medium would come on and, and start to give uh, false words. And uh, and so. I mean, I'm not going to say false because a lot of the things that they said were real, but they were from a bad source. And so, therefore, if it's not from God, it's false, right? Um, because you you end up going in a direction that is not God's destiny for you. That's the enemy's whole plan. Um, so that's where I was. That's where I found myself at that time. Um, the sicker I became, the deeper I went in. Um, I would go and I would I would do the the whole yoga, meditation, hypnosis, all that. I had like a whole routine of of how I was aligning myself, quote unquote. And um, I would get better for a little while, and then I would regress and get worse. Um, so it came to the point, um, and and I mean, we had been experimenting all kinds of things, um, also medicine wise. Uh, trying to get my thyroid to function um, as it was disturbing a lot of my hormones and uh, and it was it was awful I was losing my hair I had a lot of acne Um, my sleep was whack I was retaining a lot of liquid Um, so I was very bloated all the time Uh, pretty much everything I ate took an eternity to digest and it was awful and uh, not only that, but I started feeling things in my body that were like pain. And I, I had a, a particular moment in time that, that this is where I think God brought me in um, was I was feeling a lot of pain on my face and my sinuses. So my uh, doctor sent me out to get an MRI and it was during the MRI that um, they discovered that I had um, multiple white multiple white matter scattered white matter and um multiple lesions and so uh, they were looking at my sinuses they got a peek at my brain and they went in further and that's what they discovered and so um the possibilities of what all that could indicate were everywhere from ms to a future of alzheimer's now alzheimer's is one of those things that runs in my bloodline but it ran into me and not today Okay, let me, I will talk about that later. Um, but at that time, I didn't know better. And I thought, holy moly, it's coming for me. This is what my future looks like. And it became very depressing because when I felt like I'm doing everything I can to be healthier, this and that, and I'm getting worse. And uh, alongside the pain, I, I did have a cognitive issue. where I was diagnosed with mild cognitive um, decline. And I started seeing a, a psychologist for it. Um, and really the whole emotional side of, of having all that going on was very uh, deep and hard to take and depressing. Um, and um, during that, after I had that MRI, um, my doctor said, you know what, because we went in there, we weren't expecting to look at your brain. We do want you to come back so that we can have a full scan uh, with the blue dye, um, come back in 30 days. Um, 
And during that 30-day period, it was just, like, hard. It was really hard because I didn't know what was going to happen or what direction my life was taking. Um, when you get told that there's a possibility of all these things going on with you, you just, I mean, for me, I was like, a, I didn't know what to do. And uh, I lost a lot of my confidence. I was pretty much always asking my husband if he would still love me if I became incapacitated, if he would still love me if if I could no longer care for myself or remember anything or, um, you know, if if it turned out that I had a mess, would he still uh, take care of me and, and take me around and become my caregiver and not leave me? Or, or if he would put me in a home, like, what would he do with me? It was, those are the things that I was thinking about at that time. I was only 33, about 33, 34 years old. And um, th- those are the things that I was thinking. And they were hurtful and they were painful and they caused a lot of, like, sorrow within me, um, not knowing what my future held and if I would be there for my kids. Um, I remember I used to sit, I used to, I, I, I was still doing yoga. Um, I had not yet come back to the Lord. I used to do yoga in the back patio and I used to just take extra time to feel the elements, uh, to feel the wind uh, blowing in, in through my hair and over my skin, to feel the sun touching me, to hear the, the crops rustling in the backyard where there's, a, there's crop fields and, and just to experience everything on a deeper level because I didn't know when was going to be the last time that I could cognitively do that and and appreciate it. Now, I never recognized at that point that there's a God who makes all of that. And let me tell you something. I was attending church online. I was listening to church radio. Um, I was listening to, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to say who I was listening to because I don't want any shade on them or anything like that. But none of that ever convicted me to recognize the creator right to recognize god um i would listen and i'm like this is very uh, motivational and inspirational and i can conquer the world with this information but none of it convicted me into loving the lord thy god with all your heart all your mind and all your soul and loving thy neighbor as you love yourself that is primary that is so important but what I was listening to did not convict me to living that way. I don't think I ever even heard it. You know, um, I didn't know that I had made idols of other things and I had put other things above God. I thought that God was okay <laughs> with me having all this other thing, all these other things besides him. Um, so I remember, you know, that was the what I was going through and that was what I wanted to experience uh, fully. And I was honoring the universe for it ex- instead of the one who created those things and the one who makes the sun, um, you know, the one who makes the earth rotate that we can see the sunset and the sunrise, the one who, who makes the crops grow, the one who makes the wind blow, even the one who created my being, my skin that I was, and, and the, the, the nerves that I was using to sense and feel all these things. Um, but nonetheless, this is how I, I've come to understand is that while I was not recognizing my God and while I was not recognizing him as creator, 
he never ever stopped thinking of me or caring for me or knowing my thoughts. And I say that because it was during that time that things were moving closer together to the moment where I would come back. Um, during that waiting period, my friend's do- my daughter's friend came over for a play date. And so when my daughter's friend came to pick her up, my daughter's friend's mom came to pick her up. She handed me over a, uh, a uh, business card with all the details of the church where she attended and she invited me to go. And so um, the funny thing is just that day I had told my husband that I wanted to uh, join a local church that we could go to because still even even in the, the midst of all that was going on, how blind I was, how deaf I was, even through all of that, there was a little piece of me that knew I had to, I had to get close to a real church where I could be around other people who also loved God. And I don't know if you've noticed so far, I've said God, 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 and I haven't said Jesus yet. And the reason for that is because I had no relationship. I didn't know the meaning of the blood. I didn't know, I didn't know and and I didn't value the sacrifice that Jesus did for us and, and that he is the, the savior. Um, I, I didn't have a relationship, so I didn't I had no way of knowing this. Yeah, I heard it. I, I, I it was and these these um, uh, shows, these uh, services I was listening to online and on the radio, but they never clicked. So I still had a lot of blindness and a lot of deafness. Uh, but somehow still somewhere from out of me arose that desire to become a part of a church and to actually meet other believers. Um, and I thank God for that. So when I, I had said that, I told him we need to become a part of an actual church on that same same day. And no coincidence by any means. Um, my sister, you know, now my sister in the Lord came in and invited me. And so I first sent my daughter there. And that's where, you know, I became a a youth uh, leader, a youth volunteer, and um, because I sent her in and <laughs> she was like scoping the thing out for me. Then I went in and then my husband went in and we became members of that church. Now, going back to that, that waiting period, so I, I go into that church uh, with, you know, with very little time to spare before I have to go back to see my doctor uh, and get that MRI follow-up. And uh, I get a word of knowledge from one of uh, my sisters, uh, from the pastor, and then from later on from a sister in Christ that um, I had unforgiveness, you know, that there was unforgiveness in my heart that I had to really deal with. Now, having been through a divorce prior and um, having, uh, you know, made and and broken up many relationships after that, you know, not just um, not just like a you know, friendships, but even, you know, colleagues and things like that. Um, I, I was always falling out with people. So I had a lot of bitterness and I had a lot of resentment and unforgiveness in me. But you see, the thing is that um, the new age kind of teaches you to forgive others and to be one and to like reconcile and all that. And, and I'm not saying that God doesn't say reconcile as, as, as long as you can. No, no, but it was not from the heart. 
it was kind of like just a cute little quote every now and then that you would come across and read or something that you would, you know, read on, on the books or you would hear or a karma, you know, go get ya. Um, so I would say, yeah, I forgave these people, but it didn't come from my heart. It was really from my teeth out just so that I could say that and move on and say, you know, squash that that's done. Um, but it wasn't from the heart. Like I said, it was just, um, from the teeth out. It wasn't really felt. And the reason how I, why I knew that is because, um, when I would hear their name or think about them, I would get angry and I would feel bitter and I would have the, the, the desire to talk bad about them or gossip about them or just put them down, judge them, period, because they did X, Y, and Z to me, right? But I was, it was still so ignorant to me that I had unforgiveness towards them. And uh, so when they said that to me, I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I, I don't have that. You know, I'm okay. But I, I think Holy Spirit convicted me um, to go deeper, and I did. And it was, it was, you know, I, I remember coming home after that service, and I'm like, okay, God, so this is the second time you tell me I have unforgiveness issues. Um, I don't think I have any problems with anybody, but if you think so, show me. Show me who they are. And so he did. He began to show me who they were. Um, I, the first person he showed me in a dream. And then the follow, I had the dream about that person I had to forgive, who was my ex-boss, and I did forgive him. And then, um, and I said, wow, oh my gosh, like, I didn't realize that, but I let him go. You know, it's not, and I, I, I always try to put myself in their shoes and their situation and how they might be seeing life and why they treated me the way they treated me and that it had nothing to do with me. And so I, I dreamt him that night. I did that whole forgiving thing, and I asked God, you know, to forgive me for holding on to that and not, not letting it go sooner. So I get up and I go to, um, I go to my, uh, my MRI. And as I'm walking in, I bump into the person that, um, the second person I have to forgive. And now this one was really like, like a hundred percent God. I mean, all of it was, but this was okay. God, you really are doing this. Um, because I had never met this, this woman in person. I just knew who she was from photos and I knew who she was from conversations that we've had before. Um, so I reckon I, when I saw her and she said, hello, um, I'm like, wow, who's that? And, uh, and, uh, Holy Spirit said who she was. I'm not going to say who she is. And so, whoa, my gosh. Uh, a flood of emotions came through me and I'm like whoa I can't believe this like I have to do that like that was hard that was really really hard because uh the per this person's uh involvement in my life and in my family's life caused a, a lot of pain not just to my me and my siblings but to my mother um but she was not she did not act alone so I also had to forgive uh her accomplice and uh, I did that while I sat in the waiting room. And um, finally, I went in to get my MRI. I got, <laughs> I get a call back from my doctor saying, you know what? There was a fluke. Like, everything came back dark and black. And uh, so you need to come back in. Um, and there was a, a little thing that happened there. I'll have to maybe talk about it later. But between the, the moment I left the, the MRI uh, appointment and when I went back home, I made a stop. And that's very 
that's awesome there too but i won't talk about that right now i'll be here forever but um so she calls me and and i go back in they they do it all over again the following day i get the news that everything looks good everything looks clear everything um is awesome like everything is fine for somebody my age with my background and my history and so nothing seems abnormal and uh, if I could, if I still wanted to, I could still go see uh, the surgeon so they could do a spinal tab and just kind of make sure. Um, and I said, no, I did go to the surgeon, but I, I, I just so that he could verify what she had already said. Um, I went in there with the disc file and the images and, and he verified everything she said was correct. And um, he did offer the spinal tab and I said, no, I'm not doing it. I, I take by faith my healing. And so I went on. I'm not saying by any means whatsoever that the healing was like that instantaneous upon my forgiveness. I'm not, I don't know when it happened. That was just the day that I confirmed it. And I think that when I began to work on, do the forgiveness uh, work and actually, see forgiveness happens right away when you say, Lord, I forgive them or I forgive them for, you know, that's, that's done, right? You don't have to keep telling God that you forgive the person that's done. But it's the it's the deep root that that it causes the root of pain and bitterness that it causes to you to hold on to that that needs work right because now you've planted something in you that you have to uh, you have to take an axe to and really really deal with so you know I'm saying as far as it's concerned you you forgiving the person and you talking to God about that and and forgiving from the bottom of your heart God receives that right away. But this the seed and the the roots have already began to grow, and you have these things in your heart that that is what I that is what I believe is what causes the manifestation of pain and hurt and and uh, and just uh, um, sickness and illness in our body because something that's not of God has taken root inside of you, and that is is and it's not it's never nice to be bitter. Um, or, you know, I don't know if you've ever met a bitter person, but I mean, I was, I don't even know how I had friends. Like I was, I was always bitter. You know, I was always talking smack. I was always, uh, chismeando, uh, gossiping. And, and it was evident that I had bitterness and why, why it took that for me to find out. I don't know, but I thank God that I did. Um, and so, a couple months after that, I had a thyroid follow-up. And during that, that follow-up, um, my labs looked great. And so there was one extra additional above and beyond thing God did during that, that those labs is that finally, after three years, I had vitamin D levels that looked normal. And so prior to that, I was, they, I could not get my vitamin D levels to be normal. And so, uh, and we had been fussing with brands and um, of, of prescription. We had been fussing with um, dosages and things like that. And it was just awful. And we could just could not get somewhere. But at that point, it was confirmed that I was, you know, I was doing good. And I could say that, that God began to work on the healing of my thyroid. And now, ever since that moment, I have not had to change brands. I have not had to adjust my... Um, my uh, prescription and my vitamin D's uh, levels have always been on point. So I thank God for that. And I think that's just, that's just him, you know, and that's his grace and his mercy over me 
And so uh, as far as it's concerned, I do the very best that I need to do to live a righteous life before God because I know what it's like to be sick and I know what it's like to be bound by illness and disease. And so, um, you know, that's, that's my testimony. That's part of my testimony. I continued to serve God. I continued to go to church. I became a leader with the, with the youth service at the local church I was going to. And I, I was enjoying that very, very much. Uh, however, as I began to grow in the word and I began to grow in knowledge in the word and I get on, get, um, really into relationship with God and, and really in prayer. And I was living life and I am living life in the spirit. I began to see some discrepancies and, um, and notice some, some things that were not right, um, for me that, uh, that I had to leave that church. And so, uh, you know, for me, my family, my kids. And so, uh, not only that, but I was, I was having heavy oppression, uh, during the night. I'm a feeler, I'm a discerner and I have a calling. Uh, well, we all have the calling for deliverance, but I feel like, uh, deliverance ministry for me is one of those things that, you know, has been really highlighted. But anyway, um, so it, it was coming after me heavy every night was a fight every like people would go to sleep I would go to war and uh, and it, it started getting worse and worse and worse over a certain period of time and I really think and let me just tell you something right now is that you can live a righteous life you can be holy you can you know have a relationship with God you can be in the word you can do um, you know you can totally and completely feel and know that you're in you're in and right standing with God, like you're not, uh, you know, out there sinning. You're not out there deliberately living a life of disobedience. But sometimes the open door that you have left open for the enemy is the doctrine that you choose to sit under and the food, the spiritual food that you choose to eat, even when you know it's not good and it's not right. And God has already shown you Obviously, if you know, God's already shown you these, these things, but you choose yet to stay loyal to a man or to a building over staying loyal to the infallible word of God and to God himself. Sometimes that is the disobedience. Sometimes that is the open door. I don't know why I went off on that, but that's something that maybe I'll talk deeper into at another time, but I wanted just to, to share that. Um, anyway. I ended up uh, just divinely being directed uh, to a new church. And that's a whole other story. too. Let me tell you guys, I have, I mean, I have a story for days, but it's not what it's about. Um, I wound up uh, going to this, this new church, um, you know, that a, a sister of mine invited me to. I had uh, her and I have been sisters in Christ and also members of the same uh, team uh, in, in dream interpretation. And so she uh, pointed me in a direction and I went there. And the first day I went there, I had a crazy deliverance experience. Like I'd only seen these things in videos and um, I knew I needed deliverance because that's the direction God was showing me. That's what God was showing me. And I could, I was not ignorant of it. I knew I needed it, but I knew that I wasn't going to get it at the church where I was at. Um, so when I went there, uh, I had deliverance, like I screamed like somebody was murdering me. And then I screamed like, like I was angry and it was, it was crazy. 
but it's just what I needed. It was exactly what I needed. Every believer needs deliverance. Don't ever settle with the the false theology that that a believer cannot have a demon. That's fake, that's false, and it's a lie straight from the pit of hell. And those who are perpetrating it are doing themselves and doing the body of Christ and Christ himself a disservice. Because Christ came to set the captives free. Okay. And so um, when you try to say, well, I, you know, their deliverance isn't real. We don't need deliverance. A, a Christian cannot be oppressed by a demon. Wrong. Wrong. You cannot deny the experience of oppression. Um, so listen to a believer when they come to you and they tell you that, especially if you're in leadership. Uh, don't turn them away. But I've also come to find out that sometimes people, especially people in leadership, benefit more out of your ignorance and they benefit more out of your oppression than they do out of your freedom. And that's another story for another day. I'm, I'm putting all kinds of balloons and flags out in the air that I have to come back to later. But that's just, that's just it. And so when I, I left that, that church and I left the deliverance experience, I knew what right away, what my situation, what the issue was, and that I could not go back to the doctrine that I had been sitting under. Now I'm going to say this. I know that a lot of the things that, that were oppressing me, I brought on myself because of the practices I was, I was doing before coming back to Christ. So I know that a lot of that I called on myself, but I had repented and I had renounced, but there had not been a, an eviction. There had not been a, uh, the calling out of, or of that spirit or those spirits off of me. And, um, or I had tried to do self deliverance. And that obviously didn't work. Let me just tell you, there is a lot of things that we need each other for. And deliverance is certainly one of them. Most definitely one of them. Because the spirit that has been a part of you for so, so long, that's been following you around, has been oppressing you for so, so long, um, it's hard to distinguish between that voice and your thoughts and, and the Holy Spirit. So you think you're done. You're doing self-deliverance on yourself and you hear uh, voices, okay, you're, you're good now. You don't know who you're, who's talking to you. But let me tell you that once I experienced deliverance, I know very clearly that Holy Spirit is talking to me and I don't have to second guess myself. I don't have to second guess what I'm hearing or what I'm feeling, sensing, tasting, feeling, smelling, um, and you know, all of that. I, I know it's Holy Spirit showing me what he's showing me. And, um, but that's not something that I could do with certainty, certainty before. And so all that, uh, that's my testimony very briefly. Uh, it's not all of it. I do want to come back later and, and, um, dissect some of the, the little flags, the little things that I mentioned, you know, before, but I, I thank God. And, you know, I, th I feel like, 100% the story of the product, the prodigal uh, son, the parable of the prodigal son um, applies to me, and obviously, right? But, you know, that part in, in that story, in that parable where the father sees the son coming and he runs to meet him. I think that period of transition where I was losing my mind, like literally and emotionally and all of that, God was outside looking for me and waiting to see me run towards him so he could run and meet me and 
that's because God is always on the lookout for that first sign, that first step that you're going to give to come back to him. So I don't know if you're going through anything right now. If you're experiencing something right now that is, is kind of pulling you back to God. You don't have to make such a big, big leap. All you have to do is take that first step and make that decision to reconcile with God and he's going to run to meet you and he's going to make every possibility come together that you actually will come back to your father's house. And I'm not saying that you have to find a church locally specifically. That was my situation. Um, But I'm not saying that that's what you have to do to come back to God. But you do need to reconcile with God if you're in that space, you're in that moment in time and ask God uh, one for forgiveness that you've been gone and that you that you were lost and everything that you did on the world. But two, um, ask Jesus Christ back into your heart and ask Jesus to rewash you with his blood and to make you clean again and um, and just accept you. And so um, and, and he will. Absolutely. He will. Um, but you do have to take that step of, of confessing with your mouth that this is what you want to do. And uh, I think that that's important. And um, now, uh, so what I'm doing here, the direction that this podcast is going, you know, I, you, now you know a little bit of my testimony. Um, so, but I was never, you know, a drug addict. I was never a gangster or a gangbanger. I was never, you know, homeless or, well, I, okay, I take that back. I was homeless for a little while. Um, I was never, you know, a prostitute or any of that. I don't have any of these radical, like wild, crazy backstories and testimonies. I don't. But what I do know is that I've been hurt and a lot of people have been hurt. I have had to forgive when no one was sorry. And a lot of people have experienced that. And, um, and, uh, even church hurt, you know, we've experienced that. And so those are, are parts of what, who make, what make me who I am. Um, and uh, the story that I have today, I'm, I take that back. It's not what makes me who I am. That's not it. But that's part of my history. And I think that's what helped to build my character over the years. And so, um, you know, I'm, I'm here to do what Mark 16, 15 tells us to do. Go out into all the world and preach the good news to everyone. And I'm using the World Wide Web, YouTube, Spotify, a podcast, period, to reach the world. And uh, I hope that today's word has inspired you or has at least um, given you the, the desire to come back to God and, uh, and, and reconcile relationship with Jesus Christ so that you can uh, you know, be a part of this wonderful kingdom and that you can experience the same healing, the same deliverance and freedom in your life that I experienced for mine. Okay. You're never too far gone and there is no sin too big that God cannot forgive or the blood of Christ cannot wash clean. Amen. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with me. And uh, I want to ask you if you could please subscribe to my YouTube channel in the word with Maria. You can also find me on Spotify by the same name in the word with Maria and also on, on SoundCloud. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that today's uh, today has blessed you and we'll see you next time. Bye bye. Well, our time together today has come to an end. But listen, if this message blessed you, please share it with somebody you love. And don't forget 
to click the subscribe button. I pray that the Lord bless you and he keep you. And I pray that his favor, his grace, and his mercy follow you all the days of your life. Until next time, goodbye.